Happy Jew tears, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. Uh, happy Tuesday, 2021. You know, the time has finally come. First, uh, first big tea day of the month. So we got to do it right. Uh, this is Requiem for a Tuesday. I'm Adam Pecora, naturally. Um, I didn't ask for it, but it's the truth. It's all I can say. Nothing but integrity and honesty on this show. Uh, before we dive in, you know, the regular plugs, they haven't changed. <clears throat> My New Year's resolution is uh, to be successful. <laughs> so, uh, unless I want to disappoint myself and the Holy Lord himself, then uh, you guys better rate, review, subscribe, and share this show. Uh, buy some merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. You know, check out the music, Wolfex, Multiplex, all linked in the description, as always. All right, 2021, what was my thing? Exponential growth only? That's right. We're going to stick to that, I guess. <laughs> I just decided. Uh, but yeah, check everything out. Give it a share. Give it a like. Give it a whatever. Give it something. <laughs> all right? Give me your stuff. I want all your stuff. Um, I do got to say, so far, off to a better start. You know, <laughs> we're doing this year a little bit better than last. You know, last year, I spent my, I raked in the new year, as they say, in the gardening community, in some weird X motel. Like, it used to be a shitty motel, and now it is a shitty apartment complex, which, I mean, as a guy who loves clever repurposefulness... You know, literally just bought a shop stool to use as a table on wheels. So, hey, I'm on board. Uh, totally down for the hotel apartment conversion thing. But, man, was that place a terrifying mess. That that place was like purgatory in Florida. I think especially because... Um, I don't know if it's the winter weather specifically or the crime rate <laughs> or whatever it may be, but there's not a lot of motels in the Chicago area, you know, unless you're at a truck stop or something extra janky, you're not going to find yourself in a lot of small hotels with exterior doors. Yet there I was. I, I thought I was going to walk into a room and see an alligator. I don't know why. I'm surprised there weren't roaches everywhere. It was weird, too, because we were told initially. I don't know how I ended up in this place. Um, I feel like I spent the entire year there, frankly. Um, it was like another realm or dimension. Um, but, yeah, so I was initially told that we were not in anyone's apartment. We were in a vacant, abandoned apartment. But somebody lived 
in one of the m- apartments. So they may have been the only person in the entire building. I don't know who lived what, where. There were people just in and out of every room in this entire complex. And it felt seedy. I was waiting for people to do heroin. They did not, that I am aware of. (laughs) Um, It was like the equivalent of a tent city, but indoors. It's like what outdoor dining is considered now. Um, There was a room that had just a couch and a lamp in it. And it was terrifying. Like, there's nothing more menacing. The The two most menacing things that you could find are too much shit or not enough shit. I think you can really paint a good picture, a nice portrait of someone. Just take a look around. You know, go in their room, go in their apartment, go in their house, whatever it is. Take a peek at the walls. If they're bare, start to get a little afraid, okay? If you hit the living room and there's, like, two lawn chairs and, like, a cooler, that person's going to kill you. So say you have to go to the bathroom, try to squeeze out the window. If you can't, you better start sharpening whatever you can find because it's not going to end well, right? But then... You go into someone's place and it is like wall to wall. You got to walk through a maze. You know what I mean? Like they built the hallways out of their stuff. Uh, You should be equally as concerned. But, you know, at least there you have the benefit of having somewhere to hide. Potentially. Um, But, I mean, you can see why I find myself in an abandoned hotel with various rambunctious youths and little to no furniture or artwork of any kind. I was like, bro, I'm walking out of here. But it was already too late. You know, we had already transported into whatever reality we're in now that uh, really seems to want to keep going. So we'll see. You know, might just be the sequel to the prior year. And we all know, I mean, I was going to say nine times out of ten, but it's more like 999 times out of a thousand. The sequel's always worse. Sorry. Get ready. Better, Better buckle up. Tighten your belt, seat, and pants. We are on a rocket to the moon, baby. There's no stopping it. So, you know, pour up. You know, so this year did it a little different. Stayed in naturally as, you know, you should have. But if you didn't, you know, whatever. I'm not the cops. I don't really care. Do whatever you want, okay? It's up for people that are bored to get mad. Got a nice German. (laughs) That doesn't sound good. I had myself a nice German holiday. Okay? Uh, But no. Got myself a nice German little keg. 
no excess action required. Um, you know, made it to about twelve oh five with coherence. Uh profusely and aggressively vomited around 2.30 in the morning. Um, Felt it for about... Woke up plastered. Like plastered. Almost fell over when I got out of bed. And it was probably the first... Ooh, let me backtrack. Definitely not the first. (laughs) Uh... But the first time in a while and the most clear and memorable time where I woke up just like lit up and I had no idea what to do because I was like, oh, how do I stop this? You know what I mean? And it was the first time it had ever occurred to me. I was like, oh, like being involuntarily drunk is a nightmare, you know, because Usually, you're just drinking till it's over. You know what I mean? End of the night, you're sleeping, you wake up, it's over. But when you wake up still drunk, and now I'm just awake, and it's like morning. And I'm like, okay, well, I would like to not be drunk right now. It's making everything incredibly difficult. And... I don't know, so I, I was just, like, sitting up, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait, how do I end this? How do I, like, get off the roller coaster? And it was wild to realize that you can't stop it. And I had never once been like, I wish I wasn't drunk anymore. It was the first time, I think. I've definitely woken up drunk before, and those were my thoughts, but it was like, I have to get to work <laughs> or something. So it was like, I'm on a whole other mission. I can't even think about thinking. You know, and it was also the first time where it wasn't accompanied with any hangover of any kind. It was just like you went that much too far with it. So that was fun. It ended up being like the end of an acid trip. We're like, all right, you know, I get it. Going on, going on eight hours here. Would like to get to bed. And, uh. Your brain's like, yeah, buddy, well, you shouldn't have fucked up. So that was fun. You know, got everything done right, you know. From one void into another. That's how I like to think of it. Um, I think I may have went extra hard because I, I can remember the year before being like, uh, this place is dangerous. I better be on alert. you know it's like i don't really even want to get fucked up here who knows like i'm gonna get syphilis in this place you know that might be what's next you know 2021 syphilis might come back the ghost of al capone rages war on america um but yeah hope everyone listening had a good new year hope all you jews had a good hanukkah (laughs) Jesus, I hope all you whatevers had a good whatever. I don't care. You know, happy Festivus. It was fun. Um, Oh, Jesus. Raspy. I'm drinking too much coffee. Not enough water. Uh, Also, I would like to briefly 
talk about a little element of last of the last episode of this show that I would like to pat myself on the back for. Okay? Uh, 2021, we're taking victory laps. That's the only exercise I'm getting is winning. Okay? So... Uh, if you didn't listen, go ahead. If you know, you know that would just be nice. Uh, it's not required homework learning for this episode. Okay, gave everybody a winter break off. No studying, but I digress. The last episode contained a nice little piece on year endless and about how everybody rushed them out. Now, you know, I'm a big fan of irony and meta humor. Etc. Etc. And uh, a key component of that would be, of course, that I uh, put that list out knowing that uh, the homie Playboy Cardi was going to drop on Christmas. And so I was like going to do a whole piece where I'm like, well, uh, this whole episode was pointless, probably. Because uh, this shit's going to be better than everything I just mentioned, and thus making me also part of the problem. I decided, fuck it, we don't really need to put all that in. Let's just let history decide that. And of course it did. Uh, which almost makes it even better. Uh, because one, you know, didn't have to put that on the record, and then I just set myself up for disappointment. Always set your goals low, and then you can be like, yeah, I'm the shit, because that was easy to accomplish. Uh, <laughs> you know, I took the layup. It was fucking album of the year. Go listen to it. It's it's really next level, I think, and I don't care what you think. Uh, it's like... You know, every once in a while, something comes along, and you're like, this is what I've been wanting to hear, but nobody's been able to do. Like, this is what I've been looking for, but it hasn't existed yet. It's just like, nailed it. (laughs) What can I say, though? I'm a big fan. Was pretty excited. Uh, But the progression is exactly the direction I was hoping for. Uh, Think the guy is... uh, an immense talent, the future of music. That's what I was going to say. That was going to be the big thing. I'm like, this guy's going to be the future of music. You guys are going to see he's going to do some crazy shit. And then he did it. You know, I don't need to take credit for that, though. He deserves all the credit in the world. Who am I? You know? I'm just the Nostradamus of the obvious. You didn't need me to tell you. I just think that the common misconception with that guy is that he's another one of quote mumble rappers i know that that label gets thrown around too much entirely i don't really like it to begin with um that just kind of goes in there and fucks around and does whatever i think that it is clear as day that there is so much effort going into like literally the even just the delivery of every word uh it sounds labored over to me nothing on it seems lazy and i think that Literally nobody else could do what he does because, I mean, listen to the features. They all sound way out of place on those on these songs. They Nobody can fit in with this guy. He is on such another plane of existence. And, like, you know, what's annoying is that I sound like a hype 16-year-old who thinks that this shit is, like, deeper than it is, 
not really saying it like that. I just think like on a melodic level, it is almost unattainable where like you could almost loop any line and turn that into a beat and it would seem like a well-made thing. Like every single part of it is constructed, every cadence, all of this. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm in tune with it. I feel the way about this that I felt about uh, Tame Impala's The Slow Rush, but even on a stronger level. Uh, so this makes me really vulnerable uh, to just about anybody, frankly. Because, uh, you know, I'm just a high school normie. What do I know? But, uh, you know, had to mention it because uh, album of the year. So edit the rankings came in at the last second and crushed it, you know. Number one debut also, congratulations. Because, uh, you know what's funny? My top two albums listened to in 2020 were both 2018, and they could not be more opposite. I had some rap songs by Earl, and I had Dial It by Playboy Cardi. It was like, I'm either happy or sad, and we're going 100 miles an hour with it. (laughs) Now, also having said that, uh, I don't even find some rap songs to be that sad anymore. It's just like bars to me. Uh, but whatever, you know, that's a whole other conversation. I'm in a coupe with a cutter. Yeah. Sipping on what? <sighs> Yikes. I apologize. This is why I shouldn't have coffee. It's not even like an energy thing. Because it's like, you could just like lift your knees a little bit and give yourself some energy, you know? It's like a weird false confidence that's there for no reason. You're like, yeah, I'm alert and smart at the same time. And it's like, nah, bro, you're a fucking crackhead. You know? Um, But anyway, like, I would also just like to add a lesson for anyone. Like, if you have the opportunity to work with anyone in high fashion and or Kanye West, you should probably do it, and your album will probably be pretty good. You know? You know what? Actually, let me just throw that in there because I just... Now I know what I wanted to say. See, I knew I went there for a reason, okay? Because let's just be honest. You know what? Before I before I get aggressive, <laughs> let's take a take a step back. Okay, let's take a look at it. Um, as a little sad boy that uh, you know barely smoked weed, but thought I was like fucking Snoop Dogg shit. <laughs> but yeah, I was like super into Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon. I was like, bro, saved my life. You know, I was one of those kids. I was real sad, and it was real good. And the second one was even better, and I stand by that to this day. Great record. Honestly, underrated record. And I remember even at the time after that when he's like, all right, I'm off good music. I'm going to go do my own thing. I was kind of like, what are you doing? (laughs) And that's like a high school kid, though, who doesn't even understand, like, how anything works at the time. Whereas, like, you know, like, as a creative person who has, like, come to understand more of how all that type of stuff works and what your goals might be and what you might want to do for your career and stuff, like, 
I can understand the reasoning behind it now, even at this point. But it's like, what what were you thinking? Like, why would you leave that at that point? You know, because he had like a huge base. You know, there was a million fucking 10 million whatever kids like me that were that down. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like he wasn't even going like platinum. He wasn't like number one. It's not like this was a surefire bet. And then he goes and makes shitty records one after another, multiple rock albums that are horrific because like, dude, that's not what you do. You know, it's like, honestly, at this point, those things should be considered like blasphemous because Let's just be real. Like, if Julian Casablancas or, you know, whoever, this is the first name we came to my head. He's the only rock star that even exists, right? Uh, if he was like, I'm putting out my hip-hop record, people would call him, like, racist. I'm already predicting that. Tell me it's not true. Uh, <laughs> but Kid Cudi can be like, oh, I make sad kids feel less alone. So I'm literally Kurt Cobain. I should literally try to do the exact same thing. It's like, well... Or you should, you know, pursue your career the same way that you have been doing what you do, you know, because you're not that guy. <laughs> you're literally another guy. Anyway, uh, everything has just been dog shit. It's either been dog shit or just so boring and unlistenable. And for whatever reason, he just stopped singing in what wasn't a traditionally like good singing voice, but I thought was incredibly pleasant and sounded excellent. And he just decided he was a crooner and used only his throat, I guess. Cause I don't know. I'm a millionaire now, right? Jesus. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I'm getting there. I'm Now we're circling all the way back. So I was in, right? I was in. You know? I even, like, tr- talked myself into liking Wizard when it came out. Shit, I talked myself into liking Rebirth when it came out. Because I was that big into Lil Wayne at one point. You know? Then at one point hated him. It got complicated. It got complicated. But, you know, talking myself and all this, and then Indicud comes out, and it's like, dog shit. He's like, I'm going to produce the whole record. It's like, dude, this isn't what you do. And then it was dog shit. I liked the RZA track because it was a RZA track and it was sick. Bees. Love it. Uh, You know, and then he's like, the worst record of all time, Speeding Bullet to Heaven. You know, never finished it. Never gotten close. Never finished one song, I don't think. Been wanting to do a full listen so I could review it. Can't. Might happen eventually. We'll see. And then, you know, whatever. Whatever the other records are, I don't fucking... Satellite, whatever. It's boring. Don't care. All the records are boring and don't care or terrible. And then Kids See Ghost comes out and it's amazing. And it's like, oh, we, you know, Kanye West was able to recapture the magic and bring it, rain it all back in. You know, like this is the Kid Cudi everybody knows and loves. This is the Kid Cudi everybody wants. And he just can't seem to do it or doesn't want to do it or whatever his reasoning is. Or, you know, he's just lost it. Maybe he was never that good. I don't know. But then everybody's trying to give... All the credit to Kid Cudi in every review that I read. And it drives me insane because as a guy who wants this out of him, I know that he hasn't done it in all this time. So it's like, how is he the creative force? He sucked for years. Okay? And it was literally just because, you know, 
Kanye wore a red hat at the time, and so that means that his music isn't good anymore, apparently. And even though he put out five albums in five weeks, we're just going to act like that's not an amazing artistic accomplishment, even if Nas blew it and couldn't write, like, three good songs. But still, all of them are listenable. Eh, that's not really good to say. <laughs> but with the Nas one being what it is, that one is just, like, listenable. But anyway, most of them being, like, good records, like, I mean, push a T with an all-timer. Kitsy Ghost arguably an all-timer, uh, and Ye, you know, has a lot of high points on it. But whatever, that's not the point. The point is, um, obviously, he was on a very strong creative run and always very clearly in the past knew how to work with Kid Cudi. And then, here we are now, Kid Cudi's like, all right, I'm back. Man on the Moon 3, 10 years later. You know, been talking about it ever since the second one. And I had previously mentioned the word blasphemy. Let's throw it right back out there. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's the same thing as Marshall Mathers LP2. It's like, dude, you don't, you can't do this. It's not there anymore. You know what I mean? You don't have the same thing. This is not a sequel to that. This is something completely different. You're different. You're not good anymore. You, you know what I mean? Like, you have completely changed your style in so many different ways that, like, we can't even try to act like you're the same guy, let alone that this is a sequel record. It's not even a spiritual successor. And it's bullshit. It's just like, I'm just going to make... A boring, dull Travis Scott record, which is what a Travis Scott record is at this point. And it's using... I don't think... Okay, here's the thing. I'll be honest. I don't think that he was using the name as a cash grab because he could have done that at any point, especially after career lows, and he chose to do it now. And I think that he just doesn't have it anymore. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to bring back Plain Pat and Emil and whatever. And it's just like, that magic isn't there anymore. You fucked up by not doing that four records ago. Three records ago. Two records go. You know what I mean? It's too late. You're way too far removed from it. And it's dog shit. And the annoying thing is that very clearly, other people know how to use him. Like Kanye West knows how to use him. He should have been the executive producer of Man on the Moon 3. But he wasn't. But he was on Whole Lot of Red, which was great. And in which, you know, Kid Cudi's feature sucks because he doesn't really say anything. You know, like his, like the words mean nothing. But he like kind of holds his own and kind of fits in with the track, but he sampled really well in the track. And my point is, is just that other people clearly know how to use him for the best qualities he has. And he doesn't. It's just like, it's weird that you can listen to Kid See Ghosts or that mes or Metamorphosis and be like, wow, there he is. That's Kid Cudi. And uh, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just sad. Other people know how to use him better than he knows how to use himself, and that's crazy. And also, like I said, you know, nobody can really fit in on a Cardi feature. Like Kanye, they're just like, let's just like completely ha have him do a separate song, <laughs> and then we'll just have Cardi do something at the end. We can't. 
we can't even try to mesh this. But that's my that's my Kid Cudi gripe. Stop. You re- like if you really still think that he's the reason Kid Seagos is as good as it was, you're an idiot. Because it's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've even done my Kid Cudi rant on here before. So I'm I'm glad we got that out of the way. If it has been done, if it hasn't, I don't care. It's cemented now, as far as I'm concerned. I've been out for a long time, but it's just like he is Eminem on a career trajectory. It's like, man, unreal shit at the beginning. Now, that's even giving him too much credit because Eminem's first two, but really three records are like nuts. Uh, You know, and Cuddy only made two and they're not like nuts, but or like revolutionary or anything like that, you know, but man, he effectively just sucks at this point. It's like he is mostly shitty. So I don't know. But I mean, I get I get why he's still like everybody reps him and shit because everybody in the game now was my age when he came out. So they're like, yeah, those first two records, they're great. But uh, he has he has way too much respect frankly way too much clout that he is like considered like an OG and like a legend and shit that's pretty insane but i don't know the music game isn't like the NFL it's not it's not a what have you done for me lately thing which i think it should be we need to start grilling these motherfuckers cuz i don't want any more kid cutty it's just going to keep tarnishing it you know what i mean Stop giving him millions of dollars to make these shitty albums that nobody likes. Stop telling yourself you like it. You just like him from the past. Okay, we're done. Moving on. We're tackling all the hot topics today, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's 2021. It's a new year. It's a new me. It's the same me. Better show. Whatever. So I know that I'm a little late on this, but that's okay. Uh, I feel like it's an ongoing, relevant thing. Um, I finally watched The Vow on HBO. Now, first things first, not a good show. Okay? And really just what I mean by that is, like, way too long for no reason. The last, like, three episodes, effectively nothing happens and there's no new information. They, like, really, really dragged it out. And I was, like, waiting for some big reveal or something to happen. I don't know. And look, I get it. You want to toot these people's horns because they're, like, survivors and whatever. But uh, it just didn't. We didn't need that much of it. I'm sorry. Um, if you're not aware of The Vow, by the way, it is the docu-series on the Nexium cult. Great cult, 21st century cult. We all thought it would never happen. How can you be in a cult anymore? You know? What, are you stupid? Well, the answer is yes. They're always stupid. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Uh, You're a fucking dumb fuck. Especially for this one, okay? So, basically, this guy had the most modern and sci-fi-esque, like... 
honestly, this would have been a great movie idea. The fact that it's real is like mind-boggling to me. So I was always interested in watching the show, but uh, I was kind of like, man, do I really want to get this sad? Because I was expecting this to be like a devastating, hard-hitting thing that has a lot of just really graphic, brutal, like miserable, horrific stories. And while, like, the stories aren't great, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not like this is a lighthearted romp, uh, it wasn't that bad to deal with, mostly, again, because I thought everyone was just a fucking idiot, so I didn't feel as bad for them, frankly, (laughs) um, but also, it was just, it's just endlessly fascinating. And also, since, like, the people who were involved tell the story, I feel like they wouldn't, they didn't want it to be, like, as, you know, negative or harsh on them. So they kind of, you know, probably did leave out some things, maybe. I don't know. That's a weird speculation to make. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe I have a high threshold for what I can watch. But, uh, I think that if you're, like, uh, comfortable with even, like, America's Most Wanted, you'd be able to watch this. I think America's Most Wanted is pretty tough, to be honest, because they're like, this guy, you know, stabs people in the brain at gas stations. He's on the loose. It's like, oh, that's comforting. I remember once when I was a little kid, saw an episode on Solved Mysteries. I was maybe seven. Uh, It was about a father who murdered his family. So every night when my dad got home from work, he got home like after 10 o'clock. I was usually already in bed, you know, good little boy. Just kidding. But I was. Uh, I'd be petrified of him coming home and murdering me. (laughs) And I once told my sister's friend, and she was like, you think your dad would murder you? And I was like, no, probably not. And she's like, well, then what are you worried about? And I was like, oh, good logic. And, uh. You know, I wish my anxiety worked like that to this day, where I could just be like, oh, man, you're a fucking moron, relax. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, I guess so. Good point. I can acknowledge the point, but then the anxiety fights back. It's tough. But yeah, I was like seven. I was like, my dad's going to kill me. I also used to, when I would turn off the light and sprint up the stairs, you know, like every kid did, um... I would basically clock myself, and by that I mean, like, time myself. I wouldn't, like, turn off the light and punch myself in the face, although that would be a fun routine, Um, but I would sprint as if someone was chasing me, and I always imagined that that someone was Michael Jackson. (laughs) Like, as a little kid, it was fun. I was like, I turned off the light, and I would get all giddy and giggly, and I'd be like, oh, run, 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 Michael Jackson's gonna catch me. Just, Just to me, just me to myself. Um, you know, so that was, that was also what was weird for me when everybody brought back the, like, should we cancel Michael Jackson thing when that docuseries came out? See, that one I won't watch for that reason, because that's like, I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) That's like probably too much for me to handle. Um, and that's kind of what I was expecting in the vow, but, uh, I just don't. I don't see how we're like, wait, was Michael Jackson a bad guy? Because in my head, that never went away. 
literally my entire life I spent afraid of Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I think that as a kid, it was more just his face was just so frightening. I don't even know if it was about the kitty stuff. I think that that was part of it. Because uh, it was definitely everywhere my entire life. And then we just keep sweeping that under the rug, I guess. You know? And I don't know if it's confirmed or not. I certainly believe all of it. Because look at that. Look at that guy and try to tell me that you should, like, be a big fan and not be incredibly afraid. I mean, come on. It was like uncanny valley by the end. He put the baby over the railing, bro. <laughs> like that dude is wild. Um, but I'm also not a cancel guy. So it's like, yeah, play the songs. Like I don't really care, but let's not you know, like we can acknowledge, you know, don't be a denier is all I'm saying. I'm very much in the boat of two things can be true, you know, because they can. I mean, look at Sandy Koufax, a Jew and an athlete. Who would have thought? <sighs> Boy, I'm really laying into the Jews in this episode. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I didn't mean it. It was the first thing that came to my head. You know, it's like Dirk Nowitzki. It's like, oh, he's white and a basketball player? There we go. I made fun of the Germans, too. Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, just kidding. Okay, so this guy, Keith Ranieri, right? He starts a shitty pyramid scheme company that they didn't really go into, which kind of bothered me. Like, this thing was too sparse on the details, and I guess I get not wanting it to just be like a bio on this guy. Because it's like not a, if you're making it about the guy, then he almost wins a little bit more. So I do get it. Uh, but I think that if you want it to be an accurate and informative docuseries, then it would really just benefit from the full story. And I don't know, it, it kind of felt like they tiptoed around a lot of parts of it. Maybe they didn't know a lot of parts of it, I guess. But it certainly seemed like this guy was so narcissistic that he has told everyone everything. Uh, but I mean, who knows? And I know that there's also like fucking like many, many productions about this story. So maybe there's more info and more details and other things. Again, just expect it a little more at HBO. Uh, but yeah, he starts some pyramid scheme and it's like going really well, I guess. Cause they all did. Everybody was just on cocaine and spending money. I don't really understand how everybody just got away with everything all the time in the 80s, but it's pretty annoying. Uh, I have yet to come up with a successful gambit or scheme that will manipulate people <laughs> or systems into making me a lot of cash. But it really just seemed like anyone can do it because overall it seems like this guy is not that smart. Uh, because obviously if he was, he would have just started a real company. Uh, but the pyramid scheme topples over, as they all do. Um, it's crazy to me that anyone falls for it, ever. Um, but it just keeps happening. I think, it like, basically, if you join a pyramid scheme, a timeshare, or a cult, you're an idiot. It's literally, like, the most common thing that you see get made fun of 
on a sitcom or any comedian, like timeshare jokes are the easiest jokes ever. So are pyramid scheme jokes. It's the same thing. Um, and cults are the same thing. So this guy's like the easiest way to get him in. Let's just rope all the idiots. Um, last podcast on the left did a great, though they do great everything, but they did a great thing on the, what are they called? Heaven's Gate cult, which is like one of my favorites, if not my favorite, because wow. Shout out to I Love the 90s yet again. Um, and they did a great portrait on like the type of people that start them and the top type of people that join them and like the psychology behind that. And I think that that helped me enjoy the vow a whole lot more because I had a better perspective and understanding of the whole thing. Uh, to be honest, like without that info or like schema, uh, it probably would have been underwhelming, and I probably would have thought that these people were even more stupid than they were. <laughs> because it just doesn't make any sense why they would do this. So, anyway, I'm going to loop back to that, because I keep just kind of not saying it. <laughs> because I haven't described the rest yet. I just can't accept it. Why would you do this? Anyway. So that fails, and then he meets some, like, hypnosis therapist lady who is terrifying. This lady is so scary, and they film these, like, trippy videos that are hypnosis tapes, and it is straight up something out of Get Out. It's like she's trying to take you to the sunken place. She's a very scary woman, and the videos are, like, terrifying. They look like Heaven's Gate shit those weird videos that that guy had it's like lynchian horror and they're all supposed to be these like motivational tools and it's like to me it was clear the second it came on that she was like trying to hypnotize people and they didn't even realize that she was a hypnosis expert yet but anyway like the company is nexium spelled all stupid for no reason cuz the guy's a fucking idiot and pretentious and a narcissist. But it's all just like self-help garbage. So there's your lesson number 1. If you need to go to that, you're a fucking moron. Especially in a post-internet time. Google it. Now, in all fairness, this shit started like before that. But a lot of it continued through, like, 2018. So, people just kept coming for more. So, they turned this fucking bullshit motivational speaking thing, people paying thousands of dollars for seminars, and they just keep built, building and building and building on it until there's, like, a million levels and layers, and now there's, like, offshoot companies, and it's just, like, this corporation with, like, a million different things that they, like, quote-unquote do, but they don't really do anything ever. Like, it's all... They all just, like, keep taking money from the people that join and then just create more things for more people to join and do, but they never actually do anything because they're always self-contained, if that makes any sense. Right? So it's like if you're a production company within Nexium, all you do is produce things that go to other Nexium things. 
and then are only seen by other members. So they effectively built like a secret society of content. And the entire time, nobody noticed that nobody knew what they were doing. And it just kept working. And they just kept recruiting more and more people. And they made all of these people work and work and work basically for free with just the hopes of getting paid to do it. With the hopes of getting like a sash to show your status. And they all thought they were changing the world and being like positive people. Yet, all again, all of their work was like self-contained as far as I can tell. It's definitely how the show made it seem. And uh, again, clear as day. That you're not accomplishing anything. And also, who would work that hard for free for that long? These people were putting in, they said, like, 16 hours a day for, like, multiple years for, like, no money. And they just kept talking about how this guy was this, like, visionary genius. And uh, they would show, he was, like, obviously being filmed the whole time because he was just, like, I'm the greatest. And, uh... He would just go on these rants of nonsense, and everybody would just look at him and be like, whoa. It was like a dude with shirtless with an acoustic guitar on a fucking quad at Yale. Maybe not even Yale, because there's smart people there. You know what I mean? At just some dumb fuck regular state school, and there's a bunch of girls that can't handle it. And you're like, this guy's a douchebag. And he's crushing it for now. But, like, imagine if that continued forever. It's like the generic, oh, this guy's, like, a yoga instructor, so he, you know, convinces middle-aged women that he's, like, a guru and they fall in love with him, but then they fuck him, like, four times and realize that, you know, he's a petty narcissist and they ruin their entire life for this guy. So that's Keith Raniere, but he instead somehow convinced like thousands of people that he's a genius and can run a company. So it's like the ultimate extreme of everything. And uh, a lot of Scientology vibes. He claimed that he was like this amazing scientist that had like solved humanity or something. Like he just kept saying that there was a science to it just because he had a therapist. And basically their entire thing was... However you think or feel, stop it. They're like, are you stressed and unmotivated? Well, that's your fault. And then everybody was like, oh, oh, my God. I could just change my mind and feelings? And it's like, no, dumb fuck. <laughs> They're telling you we can manipulate you. Yes or no? And the people that were like, oh, no, this is dumb, they kicked them out. And then everybody that was dumb enough to buy in, they're like, we're really, really going to help you a lot. Check out how much we're helping you. And they're like, wow, you guys are helping me so much. Please keep helping me. And, like, that's basically it. And then that eventually would escalate so far to the point that there became a separate mini cult in the cult where people took slaves. They called them slaves. Like, do you want to be my slave? And the person would be like, yeah, I'll be your slave. 
and and they're like, but it's this is a motivational secret program. Take my nudes, social security number, bank information, call me your slave, and I'll say thank you because this is a great motivational tool. And they were all that wrapped up and delusional that they believed all of it. And they eventually got branded and were forced into crazy, like, I don't know, forced sexual scenarios. What I don't, they didn't even really specify, specify uh, specifics out of like respect for the victims, which, you know, got no beef with that there. Uh, but they got branded with the dude's initials slash who I hadn't even mentioned yet, Allison Max, who was on, like, Smallville and shit. She was, like, a big-time actress, just branding her initials into people. Now, they also didn't really explain, is she, like, also a crazy narcissist lady, or did this guy brainwash her into it? I wasn't really clear on that. Kind of seemed like she was a monster as well, frankly. Uh, You know, if you're choosing to brand your initials, kind of seems like you're beyond brainwash. And you're kind of just sold on it. Uh, but I mean, it seemed like the lady doing the videos was the most evil, frankly, just because those videos haunting. Um, but then they just kept showing clips of the dude just being like a douchebag too, like all the time and being like a fucking idiot. And like nobody noticed. Um, and it wasn't until many, many, many people had been branded that somebody was like, wait a second, is this crazy? And it just escalated beyond belief. And that's what eventually brought them down. And it still almost didn't because it was technically all with consent. (laughs) Like they almost had a loophole to allow themselves to literally keep people they call as slaves via blackmail and brand them. And the FBI was like, yeah, totally legal. (laughs) Crazy. That was the craziest part that it was like it almost didn't even get shut down and everybody was totally on board the whole time apparently there are people that are still repping this dude like nah he's a genius for real (laughs) it's crazy uh but i guess he's in prison and they tease that season two will like interview with him uh which i don't think will go very well personally not if the people that left the cult that made the show are going to interview him, but we get sucked right back in. (laughs) It's just crazy. They believed everything he said. It reminded me a lot of The Master. But obviously The Master was better, you know. (laughs) But it had a lot of the same vibes. He was basically like, I have a great science. I'm going to fix your life. Give me your money. And then whenever somebody was like, bro... There's a bunch of gaping flaws and all this. He would just shut them down and, like, fuck them up. And that was the other thing uh, that I learned, you know, a lot of the tactics and stuff that these people use and all of that. Like, I was familiar with it enough that, like, all of it made sense, like, the grooming and whatever. And, like, really just, like, the level to which he went to do it is crazy. Like, depraving people asleep and all this stuff. It has a lot of parallels with even Heaven's Gate. They were... They were doing, like, a crazy amount of labor as well. And that's really the biggest thing. Like, you deprive people of sleep and just work them, work them, work them. You can kind of make them do anything. And that's kind of what it felt like to work at Amazon. 
which is a whole conversation for another time. Because, boy, is that a shit show of a place to be on all fronts. Unless you're in the office. Of course. Then it's great. But talk about a propaganda manipulation machine that doesn't work unless you're a fucking moron. Um, look, overall, I'm going to kind of backtrack on what I said. Okay? Because it's not don't watch the show. I think you should watch the show. Because there were, like, multiple famous people caught up in it. Uh, there was also an arc with an actress, you know, like a B-level actress from the 80s whose daughter was in it and, like, was so in it that she was, like, pissed at her mom, which is hilarious. But, I mean, I guess that's what being in it is. But they, like, couldn't get her out. Uh, like, a lot, there's a lot of interesting dynamics and layers and stories. It just went on too long. So maybe watch some of it. Don't watch all of it. I don't know. Maybe you really like it and you want to get... I honestly was going to stop after, like, episode six. And then I was like, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more. And there was just never more. But it's like, I'll get to the end. I got to see where this goes. Um, But it's worth at least just getting the info on. It's really crazy that the whole thing even happened. So, like, just listening to people tell it and just being like, holy shit, I can't can't even process that this happened and like basically is happening (laughs) like it got shut down like a year ago or two years ago whatever um just crazy and it's like that's totally what a modern cult would be shout out to my friend ryan modern cults go check out his music uh but that's what a modern cult would be he was on uh he's in lenny There's a Lenny interview. Go listen to that episode. Sorry. Had to double my plug up there. Uh, But it would be a a giant corporation, you know, disguising itself. I love it. Like, that's... That would have been a great movie. If it was purely fictional and someone did it well, the corporation that's a cult, love it. That's a great, like, dystopian horror or whatever. However you want to do it. I'm in. Uh, But in a reality thing, pretty rough. Now, on the bright side, I don't think anybody died as a result. Oh, actually, sorry. Already insensitive. I was like, oh, you know, it's not that bad. A couple people did, you know, they voluntarily. Rest in peace. It's very sad. Uh, Yikes. (laughs) Sorry. But, uh, there wasn't, like, murders, so that's good. But, no, I mean, a lot of rough stuff happened. That's terrible. But they don't really talk about it as much. <laughs> not good. Not a good plug. Not a good way to end it. We're <laughs> we're in rough territory here. Diving out. Whew. But check it out. Anyway, at least, you know, read the Wikipedia on it. Might get you interested in the show because, Jesus Christ, that's I, to me, that is, like, as fascinating as a story could get. I think cults are beyond interesting because I just could never get wrapped up in that. I am so, like, weirdly doubtful, but also just, like, I don't know. I think I'm smart. So my skepticism mixed with my false sense of intelligence 
it's just like anytime somebody is motivational or writes a self-help book, I'm like, go fuck yourself. There's no way. You can't fix me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck you. And uh, so, it, it, I don't know. just blows my mind. And uh, it's time for Sports Corner because we got to pivot. we got to pivot hard. <laughs> First Sports Corner of 2021. Real quick, just want to say the Bears fell ass backwards into the playoffs. Not thrilled. They're probably going to get fucking slaughtered. It took Kyler Murray getting injured, although, you know, the Rams might have beat the Cardinals anyway, even with a backup. Jared Goff's not great. And that defense is so good. You know, who knows? I mean, they literally only scored seven because of that guy fucking up and throwing a pick right at the beginning. So, I mean, you know, the defense came to play. But the Bears fell ass backwards in. Listen, they did play the Packers very well into the fourth quarter. That fourth down call was awful. We're we're the only team in the NFL where the coach is anxious and overthinks every element. And it's like, dude, you need to just fucking man up and go for it. It's just like, I don't know. Nagy needs to go, but Trubisky also needs to go. So it's just like, is it Trubisky's fault, his tentativeness? Or does Trubisky suck because he's tentative at this point? It's like, I can't even tell. It's just like, fucking run it up the gut. Do a sneak, man. Like, somebody just fucking, I don't know. Nobody, there's no confidence in anybody except Allen Robinson on the whole team, pretty much. But the defense was there. I mean, you dropped three interceptions. And if they would have got that fourth down, who knows? But they couldn't score touchdowns. And not getting that fourth down was the end of the game. But we played them well enough that it's like, you know, we could maybe beat the Saints. We took them to overtime already. And they were better at the time. But their defense is so good. You know, I think we're just going to get fucking destroyed. Especially with Mitch. That's the thing. It's just like you look at his numbers and it's like, yeah, he's athletic. But it's like he's not smart or confident enough to do anything when it matters. Ever. Like, he has to have been given just the most easy dime you could imagine. Like, the easiest play. The easiest read. And if it's not there, he's not going to make the play. So, you know, like we're, we were only in any of those games when Foles was starting because Foles was there and he's a professional and can handle it. He didn't play well, you know. The team sucked. I don't know. I'm not confident at all. But we did play pretty well for most of the games. So, like, that's comforting. But it's like to be 8-8 eight and eight again. You know, and we only got in because the playoffs are expanded this year. Not thrilled about it. I'm just not thrilled about it, you know. <sighs> but, I mean, I also, the pa- the Packers are just so good. And Aaron Rodgers is so good. They really can just do whatever they want at all times. Uh, and I really hope they don't win the Super Bowl. And I don't think that they will. I don't know why. I don't really have a good reason. It's just I just don't feel it. It just doesn't seem like they could do it. Uh, it honestly, it feels like the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl because they just fucking blew out the Dolphins with backups. The Dolphins were, like, trying to make the playoffs. You know, but it's hard to bet against Mahomes. Who knows? I never like when a team sits their starters, though. Play them at least a little. Play them a quarter. 
I get when you like they literally had nothing to play for. But like you already have a bye coming up. And it's Mahomes, so it's different. You know, he'll be fine, I'm sure. Maybe, but it wouldn't shock me if they lose their first game or in the title game. The Bills are just they're fun. And the Bucks look great. They've been playing shitty teams, but I think they're all on the same page. I would love to see Bucks Bills. Uh it would just be fun for Tom to get one again. I don't know. I don't really care. The Bears aren't gonna win. <laughs> That's all I know. Like I'm just too downtrodden to really be excited about it. It's like we limped fucking backwards in. <sighs> it's just not it's not anything to be thrilled about. Um, I'll do first round matchup picks just to have a thing to talk about and then we'll get out of here. So wild card Saturday, Colts bills. I'm going to take bills. Uh, just based on what I just said, the Colt, I would not be shocked if the Colts somehow won that game though. Their defense and offensive line are both so good that they technically probably could beat any team on the right day. But I don't see the Bills losing. There's too much hype, too much energy. Uh, Josh Allen is unbelievable. So that would be great. Should be a good game. Is what I meant. Rams Seahawks, a nice rematch. Look, the Seattle's going to win. Uh, the You know, I know how good the Rams... The Rams' D would have to win the game for them again, which could happen. It would not be shocking again. Another one that wouldn't shock me. But I just don't see Russ taking an L to the Rams with or without Jared Goff because Jared Goff sucks. (laughs) So that's pretty much just why. Their offense kind of sucks. Fuck them. Not a Rams guy. Don't like them. Bucks Washington, no question. That's the Bucks. Stop putting Washington on at night. I don't want to watch them. I guess though for the playoffs you're not they're not doubling up any games so you'd have to watch it no matter what. But still, I get it it's Tom Brady, but like they're probably going to blow them the fuck out. Cuz I mean even if Washington's D steps up, their offense is so bad, they're not going to be able to do anything against the Bucks D. So like best case scenario for Washington is that this game is horrific. Period. So no thank you. But that's Bucks. Let me go to Sunday. The Bears-Saints. I think it's going to be a fucking nightmare, frankly. Because, I mean, it's the playoffs. They're not going to fuck around. And our only hope is that Kamara doesn't play. But, you know, they beat up on the Panthers with no fucking running backs at all. We're better than the Panthers. Not on offense. So... I think that's going to be a fucking shit show. (laughs) To be honest, I was going to say, but I could see us winning. Technically, I guess, like, it's the playoffs. You could see anybody winning at any time, but this one, literally, no. I think Washington is probably more likely to beat the Bucs, and that's, like, a 1% chance. I'm just down on it. I thought I would be excited no matter what if we made it, but we didn't make it. As far as I'm concerned, like, we didn't even make it. Who fucking cares? It's where I'm at. You know, give me either the BYU guy or the North Dakota State guy. 
and I'll be happy. We need to get one of those two guys, or it's a fucking disaster. I don't know who's a free agent, though. You know, we need to get somebody. That's all I'm saying. Um, and also, I just want to say, let's give Nick Foles to the Colts, and that'll be a good succession. Right? Because isn't that really the magic combo? Is Frank Reich and Nick Foles? Wouldn't he rather have Nick Foles than Carson Wentz at this point, the way Carson Wentz is acting? Anyway, I don't know. I just think with a good old line, like, we could use Nick Foles. It, it, it's just crazy to me that people, like, don't see it. It's like if you watch the games, <laughs> you can better ju- – I don't know. We're looking at different stuff. Whatever. I don't care. The Bears are going to lose. I'm just mad, like always. That's why it always turns into this. It always turns into this every fucking week. I don't even know why I do the segment anymore. <laughs> I just keep getting more and more angry. Listen, if the Bears beat the fucking Saints, you better believe that I will be so far back in that you would, you, you'll think that the next episode is by another guy. <laughs> so just be prepared for that. Uh, Ravens-Titans, I'm going to take the Titans because Lamar Jackson is not good at throwing. Period. Point blank. And, you know, keep running for a 1,000 yards a year. Absolutely amazing. Love to watch it. But uh, if that passing game, like, never improves, it's just getting worse. If it doesn't get better, his career is not going to last, and he's eventually not going to be able to run as much. So there's that. But I, I don't even mean it from, like, a health standpoint. It's just, like... The Ravens are just going to start losing. You know, they did a great job coming up with a new attack, but they're just going to be Michael Vick and the Falcons pretty soon. You know what I mean? The talent level is going to, you know what I mean? Everything's going to drop off. They kind of need, they're built to win right now. And I don't think they can. They lost to the Titans last year in the playoffs. I've been saying it all year that I think the Titans are a Super Bowl contender legitimately. I'm taking them. Derrick Henry ran for 2K. They're like, he needs 230 yards. Can he do it? Of course he can do it. Of course he did it. Love that team. Love A.J. Brown. They're awesome. I I honestly hope, I don't even know how the brackets work, but I hope Titans-Bills championship game, if possible. I hope they play each other, period. That'll be a blast. I want either the Titans or the Bills to make the Super Bowl. From the AFC. Um, And NFC, since it's not going to be the Bears, (laughs) I'm really only rooting for the Bucs. I don't fucking like any other team that's in the playoffs. So, that sucks. Uh, Brown Steelers, I really don't give a fuck about that at all. That's going to be horrible. I'll probably take the Steelers just because they've they've been to the playoffs before and Baker Mayfield will probably throw three interceptions on like 12 pass attempts. Uh, but love me a good dual running back scenario and wow. Kareem Hunt, is he instantly the greatest backup running back of all time? <laughs> he's like a fucking all pro and he's bat- insane. Uh, the Browns should be even better. 
So I think next year, like they're the Titans, I think, right now. I think next year they're going to be a lot better. Or they're the Bills, whatever. Like they're a year early right now, maybe two years early still. Uh, but that, that that's probably the biggest toss-up of the day. Who fucking cares, though? I don't see either of those teams having a chance to get anywhere. So, shout-out to NBC, just having the worst fucking games, which is terrible, because then it just means, oh, here's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth being fucking boring for even longer, because there's nothing to talk about. Great. Whatever. So those are my picks. Run through it one more time. I, I won't even remember them, probably. So not like I'm really going to go over it next week, but who knows? <laughs> We're going Bills, Seahawks, Bucks, Saints. Well, I'm picking the Bears because they're my team. But if you're asking me who's actually going to win, like would I put $500 on the Bears? The answer is no. <laughs> Objectively, I'm picking the Saints. Subjectively, picking the Bears. Then we got Titans and Steelers, I guess, just logically. I'm rooting for the Browns in that game, though. Would be great for them to win. That's the storyline I would rather have. That's the team I'd rather see uh, because also the thought of the Steelers getting a ring is horrific. So let's just get them eliminated. Would love to see that, you know, just for my health. Okay? Great. Glad we got all that done. Glad we're back. Glad you listened. Rate, review, subscribe. Let's get the word out. Let's make this show bigger and better than ever. Exponential growth only. Yeah. I don't know. We did it. We're here. 2021. We're back. We're gay. We're bigger than ever. Okay? Okay. Just remember. I are fat. You are fat. We are fat calculator